0: Well, welcome back to episode two of Survivor Fantasy Football. The games just don't stop. There was a lot of mayhem this week. A uh, bunch of crazy shit happened, I would say.
1: It was a time and a half, let's say. it was. I honestly couldn't have had more fun doing it. And we have a lot of twists and turns and an unexpected guest visiting us today.
0: Yes, yeah. As we made fun of him multiple times on last week's episode, we all really expected our friend Dan Stateel, otherwise known as Team Pal, to be the first one out. Team but, Pal is expected to have no chance, as you, as we made, <laughs> made it clear. But as Jeff Probst has told us over and over again, you can't expect anything in the game of Survivor. The game is constantly changing, constantly evolving. You never know what's going to happen, and with that, we should welcome... The first person voted out of Survivor Fitness U football, Tim, Timmy J. Jackson. How you doing, Team buddy? Team Steven Fishback, welcome to the pod.
2: I am I'm quite disappointed to be talking to you <laughs> that on, on, on episode two.
1: As I mean, we hear the crickets
0: in the background, we, it really seems like we're on Survivor here right now.
2: I love it. I, that yeah. was
0: cool. The late night interview, yeah. Yeah, man, it, it's kind of a bummer because you – you are in our another one of our fantasy football leagues, too. I think you're actually in two of the leagues that Steve and I
1: actually the group of us three is in three leagues together.
0: That's yeah, yeah <laughs> that is unhelpful. That's yeah, not, not exactly the
2: best idea, but yeah.
0: I, I, so, look at it this way, Tim. Now you can care about those other leagues that we're in
2: right now. Nah, that's that's definitely a way to look at it. I was I was certainly the most excited to play this one though. But yeah. quite a bummer. Well, w- once again, Timmy J was the
1: first person voted out of a Survivor game we played. This is not the first time. Tim, you've had this feeling before being the first person voted out. How does it feel again?
2: Not great. You know, the the, the <laughs> first, you know the the first pro- the first one was a mix of of surprise and hurt. This one is just <laughs> Just utter shock. Yeah, Uh, I mean the other teams in the league, and I, you know, things happen. I guess fantasy is fantasy.
0: Yeah, you really can't predict what happens in this game. Yeah, and and yeah. So the first time you got voted out first, that was like when we used to do like the parties at school, and we'd have like survivor themed like drinking games and stuff, and people would get voted out, and that especially (laughs) sucked. So I can say that I've never been voted out early in Survivor fantasy and Survivor. Our, one of our games the Survivor, but it could definitely suck because these games go on for like four and a half hours. Like you end up like we start them at like nine thirty, ten o'clock, and they go till they go to like way too late in the morning. And so it especially sucks if you're the first person voted out because you're still way more sober than everybody else, and you have to just hang out and watch everybody else have fun.
2: So that's yeah. Fun. I had I had no idea what I was doing, and then and then I got blindsided first rival. I think I, you got betrayed
1: I, by literally everybody.
2: And then, and then I just watched series play Smash for like four hours that was my night oh man well that sounds like fun maybe
0: you can go track them down and see if you can play it every night this week of football oh god so, <laughs> so we we're gonna kind of ask you take us through what happened what went wrong Tim because again you know a lot about football and you know a lot about fantasy football so why were you the first one voted out over some of these other people who don't take fantasy football as seriously
2: yeah, Riley. I think I think there's a there's a number of factors that played into that. I mean, for first of all, obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick getting hurt in the first quarter didn't help my chances. Um, I thought Giseki had a real good end of the season last year. He for some reason had zero catches. And then <laughs> and then and then I was even watching a video with it was Field Yates and Stefania Bell talking about how they said yeah it was really weird why the why the Niners didn't say. Or make it public that I wasn't going to play Week One. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that 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 would have been helpful to know. You know, I might have might have done something differently." But I mean, three players getting zero points for me, and I'm still like 15 points lower than Grush uh, <laughs> is is pretty is pretty clear that if I had my whole lineup, he would definitely be on the chopping block today.
0: Honestly, like. That's unfair. The NFL should investigate the 49ers for just, like, having a guy who's healthy that they said is going to play and then just, like, not even doing anything with them. That's, like, that
2: That shouldn't be allowed. Oh, it's nonsense. He was, like, a, he was like a top ten receiver in the last couple of weeks. Last yeah, year. he was awesome. Now
1: I, and now, I have a question for you. There was some beef in the group chat earlier today between you and Grush. Grush was kind of questioning why you were still here. But to make it clear to us, Tim, why you still want to be here why you're so invested in this game
2: well first of all i just i just want to learn how to play this is the first time we're doing this as a as a full crew so i definitely want to learn um and come back a little stronger next year but i so, i got i got some more that there's there's some new challenges or chances of a return later in the season but i don't know too much about it yet
1: yeah you know, like we tease it Pearl Island's type twist. You never know what to expect in this game. So good to know you'll still be invested. So thinking about learning and kind of what you could have done better. What do you think you could take from this experience? What, what could you have done better in this game that might position you better to do better in the future?
2: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question, Steve. And I, I mean, what, after I drafted my team, I really liked it. And then as I, was, as I was looking later in the night, I was thinking, you know, this is a really good dynasty team, a.k.a. like risky Team, I was looking at some of the players that I drafted, like Joe Burrow. I think we
1: even noted that during the draft. We were like, you're
2: yeah, you're just yeah. drafting
0: what the risk you Yeah, mean. like
2: Joe Burrow year two after an injury. Ayuk year two. Tyson Williams was undrafted. Antonio Gibson yeah,
0: year two, I believe, as
2: well. Justin, just, yeah, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson year two. Deont- yeah, Deontay yeah. Johnson. It's like my entire team was like second year, like high ceiling players. So, so I thought more i would probably slump. do that again. Um I mean, they're all they're all huge breakout candidates, but if I were to, you know, take a second approach next year, I'd probably take, like, an Allen, Allen Robinson with a higher floor and, you know, make right. the choices rather than taking, you know, the more exciting higher ceiling players.
1: Yeah, I think I, uh, I learned a similar thing the first time me and Riley got to play something like this. It was, like, the very beginning you almost want safe floor guys just to make sure you survive the first couple of weeks and can start building your team and stuff like that because there's really no – I mean, in our game, there's a little bit of a benefit to scoring high, but in general, you just want to be not not be the
0: lowest.
2: Well, I definitely learned that the hard way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, what's kind of funny is I think you just kind of got screwed in the same way that I think a lot of people in fantasy leagues around the world are going to get screwed in that. A lot of people were able to draft Antonio Brown, like, incredibly late, and he already yeah. looks like he's going to be, like, a huge part of the Bucks' offense. Like, he looks like he's already passed Mike Evans of the wide receiver chart. So that's, like, a huge steal of the draft that, like, he shouldn't be getting as many points as he did, and, like, unfortunately he had to go against that.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Even, even. I mean, Mostert wasn't drafted too high up, but like just random injuries out for. I think he's like eight weeks. Just goes to show you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, actually, I think he's out for the season. He's just. It, oh, just is he really? In. Yeah. Oh wow! How <laughs> much for change? Like today or yesterday?
0: Yeah. Well. At least you don't uh, have
1: literally to changed really. today. I think he just quit. He's like, I I need
0: surgery. <laughs> at least you don't have to deal with it for a full season. Like I know somebody else on this podcast who who definitely does. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had Gus, Bus
1: and Rennie Moster in a different league, and I'm struggling to stay alive. I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: Um, Tim, so looking at all the teams that are left, are there any big threats that you see coming out of the gate? Anybody who you think looks like they're set up to win if everything breaks right for them?
2: Yeah, I think there's one that really shines through, and that may just be skewed because someone – had a great waiver wire pickup this week, but I would I would pick Steve right now as the best oh, team. To to. No, don't you asshole. We put you on the show and you paint a target on my back. <laughs> but but I think that's gonna change every week, right? Depends on who gets picked up, what team looks better one week. So Steve, I don't think the team is going to look the greatest the second week after this. I don't know it might, but I think well, it's gonna change what is it?
1: What is it about my team that stands
2: out? Well, I'd have to pull up your team. I just remember it was the best.
0: All right, uh, let me take a look. So Steve's current starting roster is Trevor Lawrence, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Damian Harris, DJ Shark, and Jameis Winston. And oh, And you also picked up, you picked up pretty much most of Timmy J's I have, like, starting. all of
1: Timmy J's roster on my head. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, <laughs> He's picked up – he picked up Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, and Tyson Williams. So, he got pretty and, much the entire – And James Conner and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are all, Those are all like, PPR monsters. Justin Jefferson had a rough first week, but he's, he's yeah. next. But Cooper Cup oh, is going to so. be a monster with Stafford. I'm trying to remember who else you mentioned, but – you know, I also
0: think he may just be kissing your butt just in case that he thinks that the host <laughs> yeah. gets to pick who gets to bring back in the yeah, show. Yeah, because he thinks the host is, like, in charge of all these things. He's trying to make you feel good.
2: No, no, definitely not. But, but Steve, I would say your team is clearly the best right now.
1: Okay, well, I'll take the compliment. Um, but uh, I'm just – I'm going to try and deflect it as much
0: as possible and say
1: this game is very, very up for grabs. I'm not the favorite, I promise.
0: Yeah, we'll see. we got definitely a long way to go. All right, Tim, well, I think that's kind of pretty much all we had to bring up for you. So, I guess if you want to come hang around when we break down the rest of the week, you can. Or if not, thanks for doing this with us. Obviously, we'll be talking to you again relatively soon about different leagues.
2: Thanks, pal. I think the tribe has spoken. Nice. <laughs> Good one. This season, I'm, I'm like a fish back out of water. Oh! oh second pun before Better. You, got it. All right,
0: I'll see you guys. All right, see you, Tim. All right, well, that was that. That was Tim Jackson. I'm glad he well, kept the PG. Honestly,
1: made history right there, right? The first guest in the history of the hoop fiends ever. I know. I,
0: I wanted to bring that up at but first, but yeah, no, that was great. He did a very good job. He kept it composed. He kept it family-friendly, which was a little bit out of out of uh, ordinary for him. <laughs> that, so. that was a big fear for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm very happy with that. Um, so, that's breaking down, obviously, who got voted off, but... I guess what we can do is we can talk a little bit more about what happened this week around the fantasy landscape. Obviously, anybody who's listening can come check out our league page at any time you want which and follow us on all the available social medias to kind of just see different week-to-week results um, and different stuff that we may not be touching upon everything on the pod. So yeah. we we really recommend you to check out and follow our league website
1: just because it's, it'll be so much easier to kind of understand and grasp what we're talking about because we're really not going to be breaking down everything. We can't explain to you who's on everyone's roster and whatnot. So you kind of just have to follow along. It'll be a much more enjoyable experience for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. All right. Yeah. So I guess just talking about um, different things around the league, any quick hitting stories, Steve, that you had? Uh, I I just thought some of the injury
1: stories were kind of probably the most relevant to our league and whatnot and just like the landscape of the fantasy football season. I mean, Raheem Mostert going down is probably like the biggest storyline of the week one uh, fantasy like football, I'd say, just because of what people are going to do with that backfield now. Elijah, what's his name? Elijah,
0: Elijah uh, something. Yeah, Elijah, I actually just picked, Elijah uh, Mitt Elijah Mitchell.
1: Elijah Mitchell there. That's, that shows how much we know about him because we've never heard of him before week one. And he's going to be playing a huge part of that Niners backfield now. But the question is, they have Trey Sermon, who they drafted, I think, in the third round, who was inactive week one. and it, It's like, do the Niners do their weird running back thing where Sermon's just now the RB1? Like, how much can you bid on Mitchell? Like, is it, how much of a risk is it? Because you don't know who's going to have that backfield.
0: I, I would just say for fantasy advice, I Stephen, I, we again we played a lot of leagues, so we could talk about this. I have picked up either Elijah Mitchell or Trey Sermon in one of in each one of my teams, just in the hope that one of these guys is going to be good one day. The problem is you just never know. That's like the annoying thing about this this stuff. Like Raheem Mostert seemed like the only guy who had like a, a strong hold on the backfield, and him getting hurt immediately kind of screws everything up.
1: Right, and then taking a look. At uh, team Mark Jordan actually, who had Mostert on on their on his roster, I should say, his running back situation is not good. Without Mostert, his RB one now is J.D. McKissick. That's his oh. number one. That's his number one RB, and he his second running back on his team is Devontae Booker, the like the Giants <laughs> backup. So he oh he has James White. Hold on, he has James White. I miss James White. But still, that's not a good running back situation at all
0: no definitely definitely not what you want uh especially with uh less teams coming up um and it's harder to do different trades in this league as well which is like the the most annoying thing because obviously why would anybody trade you any of good players when they can just pick them up later um yeah no it, it'll be it'll be kind of crazy uh we'll have to see how how that all shakes out yeah, it'll,
1: it'll be important for sure uh, for him to figure something out for a second line back or else he could be in danger this week.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess the other guy we, we want to shout out is chatting out our friend J.P. Boyle, who had the MVP team for the uh, for the week. Obviously, having Kyler Murray, on, who had one of the best quarterback performances I've seen, It's a pretty decent team was really good to see DeAndre Swift went off DeAndre Hopkins went off Corey Davis obviously went off so it was uh it was a pretty big uh pretty big showing from all of his studs and uh I don't know what to think I think he he may be the team to beat moving forward yeah I mean Timmy J gave me the
1: shout out but JP's team was the highest scorer in week one I don't think he was as active in the waiver wire but I mean, his team is powerful. Hopkins and, Re- and Stefan Diggs at receiver in a 16-team league to go with Kyler and DeAndre Swift, like you said, that team is dangerous, and I wouldn't want to mess with him. He's probably my like, biggest threat at this point in the game. For and sure. I, I think a lot of people else's.
0: And and again to your point he wasn't that active in the waivers this week but it doesn't really matter when you have such a stacked team just don't rock the boat don't mess with anything just like Survivor if you find yourself in a good position don't need to overplay your hand just keep it steady and uh, just see how it takes you
1: yeah and I mean I think the only other uh, fantasy relevant news kind of come out of the past week since we recorded has been like the craziness that I'm for one, very upset about in the Ravens backfield and just whole team in general, but we don't even need to go into it that far. But I mean, with, uh, I mean, Dobbins going down first, then justice Hill, who was our third string going down and the big Gus bus going down, the Ravens running back carousel is a complete question mark right now with Tyson Williams is the guy apparently. And I picked him off of off waivers just to make sure. But I mean, uh, you could have Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, who knows who's going to be. But I think the biggest uh, impact it has on our fantasy uh, team is the Russell Hans Idol Fighters and our boy Liam, who had Gus Bus on his team. How do you think it affects him?
0: Oh, I mean, it's just such a bummer, especially because with the time, right around the time when we drafted, was um, I believe was only like the day, bef- the day before Gus Edwards got hurt. Um, and at that point, it was clear that uh he already had the the lion share the touches in the backfield right because jk dobbins was already out with an injury so you have to pay kind of a hefty price and draft him pretty high to, to get him if you want him and so you, when you finally have somebody who you think may be a decent uh rb2 especially in the 16 team league losing him when you drafted him so high is definitely a blow but i think he's definitely worked it out um I'm I'm a little bit worried about his team overall, but having Jalen Hurts, who definitely popped off this week, and I'm I was very excited to see how he did, and he is going to be a huge asset in fantasy as well. So I don't know. I I'm I wouldn't rule Liam out just yet. No, yeah, he's for sure got a good
1: team together, and it's just going to be nice to see how he kind of battles through the adversity. It's never easy on Survivor, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that kind of wraps up kind of what we wanted to do on this segment. I mean, we kind of, every week we record kind of want to break down some of the major impacting impacting storylines from the fantasy world and real life and kind of how they apply to our league. And that's kind of what it was this week. Those were pretty much what we thought was the three biggest things going on. Uh, and with that, we can kind of transition into the last part of what we want to recap from last week. And that is just kind of the, the survivor challenge that went on. And as you guys know, it was the team to just win their matchup. Each got $100 in fab just to be added to their budget and have an advantage in the waivers uh, for week one. And those teams that were able to pull that off this week were myself and, as you mentioned, J.P. Boyle, the hottest and highest-scoring team in the league. Uh, Liam was able to win. Eric Mocker and team not Ben Wiener. Uh, Riley. Riley also was able to win. Forgot, didn't give you a shout-out. No, of course. Uh, right. Pledge Mile, Mark Jordan, and Dan Maytham.
0: Awesome. Heavy hitters, for sure. I mean, I thought everybody's team played pretty pretty well. No one really kind of backed into a, a win on that one, I guess except for Jake <laughs> But Yeah, uh, with Tim, team pledge mild, That I mean, his performance,
1: like Tim brought up, it wasn't very good, but he was able to just pull off uh, and get an extra $100 fab, which I don't know how he used. I don't even think he used any of it, so it didn't even matter.
0: It doesn't even matter. He's, he's holding on to it, holding strong. Um, yeah, I guess we can now just transitioning over to, uh, breaking down the waiver wire. Um, I guess the biggest change, I, again, I, I said this before we recorded Steve, but we maybe had of give it up the ghost here. Cause I think you and I were the two of the biggest, uh, contributors and benefactors from the, the waiver wire ads as like, we already brought up Steve was able to add Brandon Ayuk, Wayne Gallman, um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Justin Jefferson, and James Conner, uh, and I guess who, who even else? You added pretty much everybody on this team. I, always was, Timmy J.
1: <laughs> I, I think I added five guys from Timmy J's team, like you said. Um, I, I saw an opportunity. I really wanted to shore up one of my wide receiver spots. Uh, that was followed by Michael Pittman, who didn't do much. I'm like, there's no better way to do that than the best wide receiver on free agency with Justin Jefferson. I was willing to shell out $100 for him, which was the third highest bid of the night. And I was able to secure him, which I was very happy about. And then the other stuff was just kind of minor stuff. I didn't expect to get those guys, but like I said, it seemed like a lot of the teams weren't very active on the wire this week.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I, the only other people I can cause, I was able to get, pick up Elijah Mitchell um, with just a few dollars. And then I paid a little bit over a hundred dollars to get Antonio Gibson, who definitely had a rough game uh, coming out of the gate, but I think he's going to still be a stud, so I'm, I was very happy with that pickup. Only other big call-out I had uh, for playing the waiver wire was um, we had uh, Corey Grip Team Rick Evans adding Deontay Johnson. It was pretty huge as well. Yeah,
1: we actually both bid exactly $40 for him, but he was able to win because I think he was ahead in the waiver order. So shout-out to him on that. I would I don't even know if I wanted him because I, I ended up getting so many people, but it, uh, good for you on that.
0: When, and then the rest of the the moves have have come up fairly fairly recently, but it's been a lot of budget moves. We've got yeah. uh, Liam's team adding Dalton Schultz. We have uh, Johnny Oz picking up Cordell Patterson. Pretty smart move. And then we have John T. Team Shane Powers picking up <laughs> two people that I've just never even heard of. But we'll see we'll see how that works out for him. John T. Might know something that we
1: don't. I guess. Uh, I guess. So yeah. I've, the, did we talk about Team Pal and the biggest,
0: probably the biggest waiver wire move of the week? I was actually just about to bring it up. Yeah, he's he's slowly making his way back after. <laughs> all the... Yeah, Team Pal is
1: honestly building his team back into something to compete.
0: Yeah, he he dra- he dropped again. We when if you were listening to last week's episode, we said our friend on the team Team Pal auto drafted, so we had. In a two-quarterback league, he was only he was only able to get a quarterback at Andy Dalton because Steve had to override the system to give him a quarterback. Otherwise, <laughs> he would have been the first to that immediately. But he took to making moves. He dropped Drew Locke and then paid a lion's share of his free agent bucks for Joe Burrow, a $150 bid, which, I mean, that's a lot of money. But I guess if, when you're that desperate, you kind of need to do it. And then also he – Uh, dropped Philip Lindsay to pick up Taylor Heineke. So he's got two starting quarterbacks now. And I think it's huge too, because, I mean, again, like you mentioned, two QB league,
1: and he only had one. So that was putting him at a huge disadvantage. And that, like you said, the quarterback was Andy Dalton. He could be losing his job any day now. So I think the winner of the week has to be Team Powell for what he did on the free agency. Getting literally two starting quarterbacks and now having three on his roster to be able to use so I really like the position he put
0: himself in and he didn't have to spend that much money to do it. Yeah, for sure. It, it's really, t- it's tough, especially, this is just a word of advice to anybody who's playing the fantasy league. Doing multiple QB leagues can really throw you for a loop. It, and it's, it can be really tough to navigate and know how to, how to build up a team. It's, it, it's hard for sure.
1: Oh yeah. And then the added wrinkle of the survivor twists and whatnot only makes that much more difficult
0: exactly Well, but it it also is a little bit more reassuring because if you have two average quarterbacks um you could just kind of be like all right well if they can just get me through the week without like tanking it for me I could probably pick up somebody big on the waiver wire I mean and who knows like like Aaron Rodgers played like crap last week um we we had some we had some pretty bad showings from decent players Justin Herbert who I had didn't really show up that big either so who knows who can fall into the waiver wire no, yeah, totally. Um,
1: and then, I guess, looking looking ahead to next week before we sign off, I mean, it's going to be a huge, huge week, too. It's probably one of the biggest weeks in the Survivor game that we designed. Uh, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of teams that had shaky week ones, like Pledge Mile, and, and even there were a few others who are on the chopping block for sure this week and are very much danger of getting eliminated. But on the flip side, this week's challenge can throw a complete wrinkle into the game. Uh, as it's going to work, the team with the highest score is actually awarded a hidden immunity idol. And for that, I mean, it works just like it would in Survivor. Uh, if you, before a week, if you think you might have a chance to go home, you think your team might not perform, you can play the idol and you'll be safe that week. And the team with the second lowest amount of points scored will be eliminated if you are the first. So, I mean, it's a huge, huge advantage to have if you have a bad bye week or if you just uh, – if I mean – I'm not going to spoil anything, but there could be some rounds where voting's involved, and if you're in danger and feel like you could be on the chopping block, it might be huge to have that
0: idol. Yeah, especially, and I don't want to predict anything too hard, because, especially because it's still Wednesday night as we're taping this, and some people are still trying to set their lineup, so you never really know who can uh, who can win. But it looks like a, all the projections right now, everyone's really close at around, like, 125 to, like, 130. So who knows who's going to Be able to take this one home at this point.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's like we said, very, very crucial to the game at this point. You never know. I mean, like we, anything goes in this game of fantasy football. Like we said, there's no collusion or anything. You can do whatever you want. Your goal is just to make it to the end and win the money. And if you want to collude with other teams, you want to make alliances, whatever you want to do. Things and then that gives you a lot of power
0: having a hidden community idol. So. Anything to that? All right. Well, I think that just about does it. But before we sign off, I I I do want to surprise my guests with uh, a different segment that we didn't we didn't get to talk about yet. Oh God! What has been? What was more disappointing—the Ravens' loss on Monday or the Yankees' current loss we're going on right now? Well, all
1: right. Well, are you referring to like the Yankee Met loss where freaking? Uh, uh, Stanton literally was about to fight Lindor, and that we lost anyway. Yeah, uh, that was week. awesome. So I, 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 that.
0: maybe just the disaster of the whole season, because aren't they losing right now to the Orioles? Ugh,
1: they actually, they they were they blew a two-one lead in the ninth, but they just came back and won. So in oh, your yeah, okay. for trying to make me miserable. <laughs> uh, but I will say the Ravens' loss, uh, it hurt. But I I wasn't expecting too much. I really really wanted them to win because we're playing the Chiefs in Week Two. But the team was, wasn't was ready. Lamar hasn't played with the team all preseason. The offensive line is awful. All these injuries were so hard. We haven't had a running back play with Lamar. It's just I, I didn't have high expectations going in. But it was just crushing how they lost with the, the play in the end zone, getting overturned, giving you false hope, and the ball
0: fumbled away. So that's my answer. It's definitely that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe start – Prepping some free agent bucks for a Trace McSorley bid in the future? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's good for this week. Um, we'll talk to you guys around this time next week with uh, another guest. Uh, hopefully, it's not one of us. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. And uh, yeah, make sure make sure you follow along. Give
1: maybe leave some predictions of who you think is going to get voted out on in our comments section on uh, at Hoot Fiends Pod on Twitter and Insta and follow along. And the URL to the league is in our
0: link tree. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys later.
2: Man, so.